welcome to another episode of Don't Fuck With The Original. No. I'm your host, Casper. That was pretty good. <laughs> Damn, I wasn't expecting that at all. <laughs> it's always um, so funny because I never tell her what I'm going to do. No. And uh, she's like always shook. <laughs> well, I'm Becky Gremlin, I think. She thinks. <laughs> and we're here to bring you all things spooky on Wednesdays because Wednesdays are for podcast. Yes. And tonight's... And leaf blowers. Yeah, sorry about that. Um <laughs> It happens. I'm so sorry. Hopefully. Do you ever do that? Do you ever try to match pitch with stuff like that? No. <laughs> I don't like Am I the fucking weirdo? I'm sure you're not the only one that does. I try. I always used to match pitch with my mom and dad's vacuums. Every time they'd vacuum the floor, I'm always like, eh. <laughs> like match pitch with the vacuum. Is that a is that a white thing? No, no. I'm sure it's not. No, absolutely not. Because I'll totally be like, yep, yeah, that's a white thing. There's <laughs> so many other people out there, and I'm sure are like, no, that's just a thing. Is it a Midwest that thing? some people do it? Some nope. people don't. <laughs> I like somebody in Idaho that's from Ohio that's like, oh yeah, it's just a Midwest thing. We don't do that in Idaho. Nope. <laughs> I had to stop doing it because people were like, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, we also sorry, apologize so to inanimate objects. So, oh, I'm sorry. How many to times I've bumped into racks and shelves? I'm sorry. Said, excuse me. Bitch, I tell you what, though, if that shelf was ever like, oh, it's fine. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, no, you're fine. It'll be like, what's that thing where it's like, run. I would just fucking take off. I would fucking. I would run as fast as I possibly could. Oh, my God. We have laughed so hard tonight. Arthritic knees and all. Arthritic knees. Keep running till my knees blow out. Keel over. I don't even care. And then I'll crawl, bitch. (laughs) Crawling in. (laughs) These knees, they will not heal. That was amazing. Thank you. It was pretty good. So, guys, we're talking about werewolves today. Yes, we are. We. (laughs) That was. (laughs) I don't know what that was. Sounded like a really big bee. (laughs) Like a really, really, really big bee. It's a murder hornet, guys. Um, We're talking about werewolves and murder hornets. It's like it's about (laughs) werewolves. And the murder hornets are like, nah, bitch. It's my time. You thought. Uh, a, big <laughs> giant, a big giant one just went flying past my house. <laughs> it scared the leaf blower. Because obviously you don't hear that anymore. So we're keeping this in. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> we're not stopping <laughs> Oh, that got me so good. (laughs) You okay? I'm fine. Are you sure? Holy shit, that was. This is gonna be a long night. It's a really fucking big bee. 
drop duck uh, and cover if that was a fucking bee. I'm pretty sure that was just a car. But... I would be terrified. <laughs> oh my god. I would have immediately launched myself into this closet and hid if that was a fucking bee. I don't know why I would hide in the closet. But that just, just seems like a oh viable my god. place Everyone's to hide. Everyone's like, that wasn't that funny. But I'm like, no, it was the ti- it was the timing of how it happened. Ugh. Always. Oh my lord Jesus Christ. Always. I'm back. <laughs> Always. We're back. So werewolves. And we're back. <laughs> and werewolves. And werewolves. Werewolf we <laughs> Okay, don't don't do it again. <laughs> Becky's gonna there's gonna be a murder of Casper tonight. No, Becky's not. Gonna... I'm just like don't don't. <laughs> Werewolf we <laughs> don't 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 do it again. Don't. I won't. Please. <laughs> Don't leave me again. <laughs> I can't die on vacation. Oh my god. So guys, werewolves. Something yeah. that has been discussed for like centuries. Like these werewolves have been around forever. Forever, ever. And ever, ever. Um, ever, ever, ever. They have been in uh, film for... 1913 oh was yeah, the first was movie the that came first. out. So I was going to say 100 years. Um, oh my God, that right. is 100 years, isn't it? 100 Over 100 years. 107 years ago that the first werewolf film. So it's been in the lexicon of human folklore for various amount of centuries. A whole century in the film industry. So yeah, we're going to take a deep dive of... Uh, some kind of a backstories, uh, some possible real life stories. I mean, a lot of anything <clears throat> that is a folklore that is a story, it, it there's always it always comes from something. There's always a source to it, whether it's completely fictional or maybe just a little kernel of truth. And um, I mean, my God, you can have you have something as big as Slender Man. Who literally came from a, it wasn't even creepypasta. Slenderman actually did not even come from creepypasta. Technically it did, because the person who did it uploaded it on creepypasta first, but they did, were doing it as a uh, Photoshop contest. Mm-hmm. That's literally how it started. And look at it now. So it could be something as minute as that blow up into well i mean taking it all the way back into even before that i mean that's something that a newer audience would know that's something that's kind of more uh what's the word i'm looking for modern more modern Mm -hmm. yeah but werewolves vampires things like that are you gonna i'm still coming back it's okay it happens. I haven't laughed um, like that in a very long time. It, need, it needed to happen. So I need to get that out. Hopefully everybody enjoyed that. Um, There's a bee. It ha- it, they, they all pull from something that could potentially be real or real enough that a whole vast amount of people, sometimes whole villages, whole cities... They'll just be, you know, they'll call it like a mass hysteria, but there'll be a whole history like where they'll believe in it so much that, uh, you know, for instance, and we do plan on doing a vampire episode, so I don't want to give a whole lot away, but 
some villages where they will uh, do excavations of sites and they'll find uh, skeletons with uh, bricks in their mouth or, you know, something just weird, you know, just weird <clears throat> mythologies of, of how if somebody were to come back as a vampire because of so little that they didn't know, uh, this this would be a way of stopping that from happening. So uh, same thing will go, same thing will go right into werewolves. You know, we've seen it throughout film, your silver bullets, your wolf's bane. I mean, that all comes from, from something. So damn it. That's the fucking movie I was trying to think of earlier. What, Silver Bullet? Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was trying to ask my husband. I was like, Gary Busey. Silver Bullet. Corey Feldman. Silver Bullet. But Cursed. That's the only one I didn't watch. Oh, yeah, we'll get to movies yeah, later. But that that one that one was a great one. Um. So, yeah, uh, I don't know if you want to start off. I can start. Okay, so we're just going to go kind of right into what they are. And we're basically going to talk about the lore of werewolves and everything like that. And then at the end, we because I know I actually had a couple people request to talk about werewolf movies. Don't worry. We will talk about oh, werewolf movies. We're definitely going to go into werewolf movies. So, watch calm down. There's the only like 150. Yeah. So. 107 <clears throat> years of movies. So, no. Full score. Yeah. <laughs> So, the werewolf is a mythological animal and the subject of many stories throughout the world. And more than a few nightmares. Werewolves are people who morph into vicious, powerful wolves, according to some legends. Others are a mutant combination of human and wolf. But all are bloodthirsty beasts who cannot control their lust for killing people and animals. I'm going to say right now, personally, I like them turning into a wolf. Completely. Same. A complete wolf. Which is why, for the longest time, I was obsessed with the Twilight werewolves. Now calm down. <clears throat> Y'all know if you Google what they, if you have never seen the movies and you Google what they look like, they are the most fucking beautiful wolves. They're not real and they're CGI, but they're still gorgeous. So I like it when they're, when they're actually That was dogs. actually, you know, and if anybody out there is a True Blood fan, hey, and I don't want to get any attacks on that either. I stopped watching it. <laughs> I didn't watch it. <clears throat> the last season I stopped. But uh, the werewolves... On that show, not only were they gorgeous people, but then they would shapeshift into these, even though shapeshifters were a totally different thing. Nobody at me. If you were a fan of the fucking show, I know they weren't the same thing. Uh, the werewolves would morph, for lack of a better word, into real wolves. And I always love that. And their eyes would shimmer. Love that. Um, it's so pretty. <clears throat> one thing I do want to say, guys, real quick, the article that we are going to be referencing tonight is from um, History. So the History Channel's website, history.com, which is awesome. Um, and we're going to use a little bit of Wikipedia tonight, too, to kind of go over more of uh, werewolf being a possible medical condition and uh, give us a reference for the films, too. So, <clears throat> Excuse me. So some of the early werewolf legends, um, it's unclear exactly when and where it originated. Some scholars believed that the werewolf made its debut in the Epic of Gilgamesh, the oldest known Western prose, when Gilgamesh jilted a potential lover because she had turned her previous mate into a wolf. Werewolves made another early appearance in Greek mythology with the legend of the light. I'm going to pronounce this word wrong. I always say Lycion. That's how I usually so, say it, but it looks like Lycion. So. Or it could also be Lycion because <clears throat> lycanthropy right. came from this word, and this is actually how I first 
original mythology that I found out about werewolves. I just now because it's the lycanthropy. That's why I say right. I just now found out tonight through our research that one of the earliest known ones was from the Epic of Gilgamesh. But I originally found out by this Greek mythology because I was obsessed. I went through a whole thing with Greek mythology. I was like obsessed. In all reality, though. Haven't we all had yeah, that moment I mean, in our lives where you, we're like Greek mythology? Look, you do. It's amazing. <laughs> because you do. So according to the legend of legend of Lycaon, the son of Y'all excuse me right now. Pelascus angered the god Zeus. I know Zeus. When he served him a meal made from the remains of a sacrificed boy. As punishment, the enraged Zeus turned Lycaon and his sons into wolves. No offense, guys, but uh, I wouldn't mind being. <laughs> I'd be like, is this really punishment? Now, one thing that I heard in the legend that it was actually Lycaon's own son. It was one of his own sons that he sacrificed to Zeus. In uh, his punishment, he turned him and his sons into wolves. Whoops. Werewolves also emerged in the early Nordic, early, early Nordic folklore. The saga of the Valsungs tells the story of a father and son who discovered wolf pelts that had the power to turn people into wolves for 10 days. Dope. <clears throat> um, I want one. The father-son duo donned the pelts, transformed into wolves, and went on a killing rampage in the forest. Their rampage ended when the father attacked his son, causing a lethal wound. The son only survived survived because a kind raven gave the father a leaf with healing powers. Infamous werewolves. Many so-called werewolves from centuries ago were in fact serial killers, and France had its fair share. In 1521, Frenchman Pierre Brugot and Michael Verdun allegedly swore allegiance to the devil and claimed to have an ointment that turned them into wolves. After confessing to brutally murder, mur- murdering several children, they were both burned to death at the stake. Burning was thought to be one of the few ways to kill a werewolf. Besides I will the say uh, this gave rise to the... Because uh, that kind of goes into the movie that... Uh, there was a really... I liked it. A few people said it was cheesy, but I liked it. There was a... Uh, in the 2000s, there was a werewolf movie called Blood and Chocolate that took place in France. And uh, uh, I liked it, too. Yeah. I definitely wanted <laughs> Casper to watch it. I'm so glad she did, because these are the ones that Casper liked, where they actually morph <clears throat> into actual wolves. And uh, this gave... Uh, in France, there what there is a huge history of killers and supposed... Well, actually, there was a, I guess at one time they thought it was a hellhound and it got morphed into a werewolf and ended up being just a big, giant fucking wolf that they killed. Because there were a lot of wolves in France. Like, what gave rise to this werewolf legend <coughs> actually led to an entire extinction, pretty much, of wolves at one time in France because people were so fucking terrified because... They would just go out for a walk in the woods or be working in their crops and immediately get killed by wolves because there was a starvation. There was so much going on back in this time. Or you had people like these guys who were just out and out crazed killers that were saying that uh, they were werewolves, which gave rise to what I mean by the word in France was uh, lougarou. So that was the French word. Um, and, uh, this also gave rise to the belief that possibly lycanthropy was a medical condition that people actually thought they actually use this in, uh, American Werewolf in London, 
1981 film, uh, where they talk about people could possibly have hallucinations that they're turning into a werewolf. So it was thought at one time that lycanthropy was an actual psychological condition. So you don't actually turn into a werewolf or a wolf or anything per se, but you think you do. So it would explain why you would just explain away murders or killing animals or eating raw meat or whatever various strange things that would happen. So you wouldn't actually physically change, but mentally in their minds, they would think it was almost like a weird body dysmorphia body, uh, uh, body dysmorphia slash disassociation because they would wake up and have no memory or wake up in strange places or whatever you know various different things so there were there were there's been and we'll get more into that but there's been like various amounts of reports but there a lot started in france and that's why i wanted to say that it wasn't just the killers that there was almost a mass extinction of wolves because people were that fucking scared that they really thought werewolves existed I love wolves. I know. It was really sad. That made me really sad thinking about that. They're my spirit, Emma knows. Emma knows. Um, Giles Garner, sorry, Garnier, known as the werewolf of Dole, was another 16th century Frenchman whose claim to fame was also an ointment with wolf morphing abilities. So wait, if I use Garnier? Is Garnier the ointment? Oh. Was that always Shit. it? Shit. <laughs> I used Garnier shampoo. Oh. I think you would have turned by now. True. According to legend, as a wolf, he viciously killed children and ate them. He, too, was burned to death at the stake for his monstrous crimes. Whether Virgo, Verdun, or Garnier were mentally ill, acted under the influence of a hallucinogenic substance, or were simply cold-blooded killers is up for debate but it likely didn't matter to superstitious Europeans during the 16th century. To them, such heinous crimes could only be committed by a horrific beast, such as the werewolf. So the Bedburg werewolf, Peter Stube, a wealthy 15th century farmer in bed... I keep wanting to say bedbug. Bedburg, yeah, Germany. Yeah. Maybe the most notorious werewolf of oh all. Oh my god, yeah, this guy. The werewolf of Bedburg. Yep. Of court of, of courting. According to folklore, he turned into a wolf-like creature at night and devoured many citizens of Bedburg. Peter was eventually blamed for the gruesome killings after being concerned, cornered by hunters who claimed they saw him shapeshift from wolf to human form. He experienced a grisly execution after confessing under torture to savagely killing animals, men, women, and children, and eating their remains. He also declared that owned he owned an enchanted Oh my lord. He also <laughs> declared he owned an enchanted belt that gave him the power to transform into a wolf at will. Surprisingly, not surprisingly, the belt was never found. Peter's guilt is controversial since some people believe he wasn't a killer, but the victim of a political witch hunt, or perhaps a werewolf hunt. Either way, the circumstances surrounding his life and death stoked rampant fears at the time that werewolves were on the loose. Yeah, this was something that a lot of people really, like I said, they actually believed in. There was a little, a literal, uh, between the 16th and 17th century, it was all a part of the European witch hunts. If anybody was thought at all, in any way, shape, or form, to be a werewolf, they were killed. Uh, there was reports 
1670 that a boy claimed he and his mother would change into wolves. Uh, there's actually even now, if you want to go into other parts of the world, um, wolf attacks, it was until the 20th, 20th century that wolf's attacks on humans were occasional, but still widespread and not just in Europe. There was even a belief that in Africa, there was something called were hyenas and in India, they had were tigers or were jaguars. So they would literally morph into panthers or jaguars in Africa. They would morph into uh, hyenas, which I don't know what is more terrifying. They all sound fucking terrifying. Well, um, you know, if I turn into a hyena, I guess I'd laugh. <sighs> Mufasa. I'm sorry. Uh, I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't. Say it again. Resist. I'm sorry. Say it again. Mufasa. I'm sorry. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so werewolf we my nose is whistling it was like <laughs> um do you want to go ahead and talk about the lycanthropy not, not much left uh oh i can just finish this okay hold on yeah because we can get right right before right before you get uh the i can read the werewolves are real part and then Okay. Get in the other part. So the shapeshifter as werewolf. Some legends maintain werewolves shapeshifted at will due to a curse. Others state they transform with the help of an enchanted sash or cloak made of wolf pelt. Or a belt, apparently. Yes. So that was never found. No. Still, others claim people become wolves after being scratched or bit by a werewolf. In many werewolf, <clears throat> excuse me. In many werewolf stories, a person only turns into a wolf when there's a full moon, and that theory may not be far fetched. According to a study conducted at Australia's Cavalry Mater Newcastle Hospital, a full moon brings out the beast in many humans. Study found out that 90, the 91 violent acute behavior incidents at the hospital between August 2008 and July 2009, 23% happened during a full moon. Patients attacked staff and displayed wolf-like behavior such as biting, spitting, and scratching. That also can be mental conditions Any too. Just just throwing that out things. there. Yeah, not necessarily um, like anthropy. They can just have schizophrenia. Because if you see people with very extreme dis- mental conditions, yeah. they do stuff like yeah. that. They'll react violently. Uh, although many were under the influence of drugs or alcohol at the time, it's unclear why they became intensely violent when the moon was full. Well, no, not necessarily. That's the only thing I'll disagree with this article. <clears throat> the word lunatic comes directly from lunar. It comes from the moon. There well, it's just been... like you, people say all the time, is there a full moon out? Because people act so I weird. I used to know my hubby has a friend of a friend that was an emergency room nurse for years. <clears throat> And that is not the first time that I had heard that, that emergency rooms are fucking insane when there's a full moon. They're, they're always crazier. There's always higher incidences of uh, car crashes, of births. Uh, these babies births be, on, these on babies full be moons. ready. Uh, like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of murders, a lot of things, you know. So the word lunatic right then and there, that that comes from lunar, that comes from the moon, shifts and changes in the moon. Uh, so that that isn't very far-fetched to think that, I, I mean, I do agree that that could have an effect 
on a direct effect on people. Um, but again, just like Casper said, that could also go hand in hand with having an actual mental condition or like this article said, not only having a mental condition, but also being under the influence of drugs or alcohol, which could also be a viable reason that these guys back in the 1500s that did those murders, they could have been on drugs and or had mental conditions that obviously at the time nobody knew how or what to diagnose because that wasn't a thing really back then. So that made it even harder. It was a lot of things came from folklore because there was no other way to explain them because nobody knew what nobody understood mental con- mental conditions were at that time. Well, it's just like the whole you Salem just, witch you trials. You were crazy. You were the devil. You were a vampire. You were a werewolf. You were this. You were that. Whatever. Well, it's just whatever. Like the Salem witch trials. They literally it could have been the fucking mold on the bread. The Salem witch trials happened during the 16th to 17th century. That's why they said they. The not only the European witch trials, witch trials all across the country, well, even into the Americas, there were werewolf trials as well. So anything, this was all literally happening around the same time. This was at the turn of the century when people were scared and things were happening that people didn't understand. And anytime anything happens that people don't understand, something has to be blamed and say it again for the people on the back. <laughs> so let's let's blame it on a demon. Let's blame it on a witch. Let's blame it on a werewolf. Let's blame it on a vampire. Let's blame let's blame it on the alcohol. Blame it on the love. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I couldn't. Blame it on the wolf. Blame it on the locky. Blame it on the full moon. Look, that song had a good beat, okay? <laughs> I mean, I You take the that. remix, put it to the beat. Look, I think Jamie Foxx would approve. Look, I really like that song. I did. It's a remix. Hot and fresh, hot to It was on an old... Oh, remember, remember, MP, remember MP3 players? Do I remember like, I had... Bitch, I, you know what pisses me off about MP3 players? <laughs> Is you had to motherfucking plug that shit into a computer to take off the songs and replace the songs that you wanted. And you had to have, you had only had a certain amount of memory. And memory. And you had to have, well, I'm into this album this week. So I have to put this album on here this week and take off this song this week. And then you get that want for that one song and you got to do it again. You know what I'm talking about. You know <laughs> the memories. And then Pandora happened and I was like, "Oh my god." And then Spotify changed my life forever. Spotify is amazing. I just got my dad into Spotify. Actually, funny story. He didn't know how to turn it off. He didn't understand oh, that it just keeps playing. Like in your And he somehow got the song on repeat. Oh no. So it <laughs> was he losing his mind. <laughs> What song was it? I don't even know. What song did I he ever hear? I don't, I don't remember, but he like he called me and I missed the call. And I guess somehow he figured it out because it was like half hour, 45 minutes later that I called him back. And he's like, I already figured it out. And I was like, well, what happened? And he told me and I was like. My first my first question would have been, what was the song? Because <laughs> now it's going to be in your head for 17 years. <sighs> No, because then he'll put it in my head for 17 years. <laughs> kind of like my coworker yesterday played Kung Fu Panda five times because that song was in his head. Or Kung Fu Panda. 
Kung Fu fighting. <laughs> I said Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> so by the end of the day, I was like, ho, 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 ho. I mean, it's, it is kind of a good song. But I got Witchy Woman in his head, so. That's a good song, too. He's like, okay, That came calm. on the radio today, actually. He's like, okay, calm down there, Eagles. And I was like, ooh, with the shit woman. She's got the moon in her eyes. I'm sorry, look, I love the fucking Eagles. Sorry, not moon. sorry. Moon. moon. Was that song in that movie? No, it wasn't. Oh, what? Why wouldn't you? No. Opportunity missed. That would have been a good one, though. Wouldn't it great? Sorry, guys. Anyway, so are werewolves real? Do you think werewolves are real? I I don't know. We'll get into it. We'll see. see. I believe, I'll tell you this. The only thing I believe in in quote-unquote werewolves are skinwalkers who look like wolves. Because they can. Yeah. They can look wolf-like. and they But they have very elongated arms. And they, they still look like a skinwalker, but they're more wolf-like instead of deer-like. I believe in shapeshifters. Oh, yeah. Because they're shapeshifters, um, so obviously that's a... And I do very much believe that people, which I think is kind of more led to an underlying medical condition, possibly, or psychological condition... But I do believe that some people could think that they actually, like some people think they actually are vampires. I do think that people could actually believe they are werewolves. Oh, yeah. May not necessarily physically change, but right. actually think they Mentally, are Mentally, yeah. yeah. It's just like that guy from that show. On every level except physical, I am a wolf. The werewolf phenomenon. Actually, do, do, do. that was perfect segue. Uh, may have a medical explanation. Take Peter the Wild Boy, for instance. In 1725, he was found wandering naked on all fours through a German forest. Many thought he was a werewolf, or at least raised by wolves. So this kind of sounds like Romulus and Remus. If people know that old story, do you know oh, the story of Rom- yeah. Romulus and Remus, the twins that were abandoned and raised by a she wolf. There's actually uh. There is a very famous bronze sculpture that was gifted. A copy was gifted to Cincinnati, and it's in our Eden Park. That's how I found out about the story. I was always fascinated by that. Uh, So Peter ate with his hands and couldn't speak. He was eventually adopted by the courts of King George I and George II and lived out his days as their pet in England. about that research has shown that peter likely had pitt hopkins syndrome it was his condition in 1978 that caused a lack of speech seizures distinct facial features difficulty breathing and intellectual challenges other medical conditions that may have encouraged wolf life werewolf like mania throughout history were lycanthropy uh which uh to give a better definition, because I know I had mentioned it before, it's a rare psychological condition that causes people to believe that they're changing into a wolf or another animal. Uh, other reasons would be food poisoning, rabies, hallucination, possible uh, hallucinogenic herbs. So that could be a number of different things, a number of different drugs. Um, or hypertrichosis, which is a rare genetic disorder that causes excessive hair growth. Now, this is one that's usually common and distinct and different and more prevalent uh, i think in peru actually i may be i may have that wrong but uh it's it's more prevalent 
in certain countries. But uh, one that a lot of people may be familiar with, because I, I <clears throat> at a time was really into, well, kind of still am, but was really into like circus freaks, like old school sideshow, Barnum and Bailey circus freaks. And one really popular one back in the day was Jojo, the dog face boy. And that was actually someone who had a really excessive, uh, cause uh, form of hypertrichosis. So even, even like the bearded woman to have excessive facial hair as a woman, that, that could be a form of it. But now this hypertrichosis, they actually, I mean, the reason why he was given that name is because his entire face, pretty much almost his entire body was completely covered in hair, but so much on his face that it looked like a dog or a wolf. Um, so throughout centuries, people have used werewolves and other mythic beasts to explain the unexplainable. In modern times, however, most believe werewolves are nothing more than a pop culture horror icon made famous thanks to one such Hollywood flick, the 1941 The Wolfman, which actually looks more like what people with hypertrichosis would have. Still, werewolves have a cult following. Werewolf sightings are reported each year. And werewolf legends will likely continue to haunt the dreams of people throughout the world. Um, so I should say that, uh, yeah, I just thought it, I thought it was interesting that uh, they made, because that was also, now that's one I, I never really got into, even though obviously they had to, they had to work with, with, with work, what they were working with back in the 1930s. But the way the Wolfman in that movie looked was more so what people with actual hypertrichosis would have, like right. just their face would just with more hair, more hair basically, and sharp teeth. Um, so to go a little bit more into lycanthropy as a medical condition, I know we went a little bit into some medical conditions, but this is from Wikipedia. Um, it's a little bit of the same, but it goes into modern researchers explaining reports of werewolf-like behavior uh, with recognized medical condi conditions. Guy's Hospital in London, a particular doctor by the name of Dr. Lee Ellis wrote a paper in 1963 that he entitled um, on porphyria and the etology of werewolves, in which he argues that historical accounts on werewolves could have in fact been referring to victims of congenital porphyria, stating how the symptoms of photosensitivity, reddish teeth, and psychosis could have been grounds for accusing a sufferer of being a werewolf. Now, porphyria is a group, it's a genetic disease where substances build up in the body, negatively affecting the nervous system. Um, it's really commonly found in people through their urine. So usually what'll happen is, uh, I never saw it, but I was actually taught it at one time back in school, uh, that you would look for, um, purple blood, basically. Like it almost be like purplish. It, it'll, it'll literally look like almost like cranberry juice, like a purplish red color. Um, but there's a variety of different symptoms that would happen, but that would be one, uh, the way the skin would change, uh, the eyes, the teeth, that could have been one possible condition that would have led people to believe they were a werewolf. Um, this arg, this was, however, this argument, or this was, however, argued by Woodward, who pointed out that mythological werewolves were almost invariably portrayed as resembling true wolves and that their human form were rarely physically conspicuous with periphia victims. Others were pointed out as possible sufferers of, like we mentioned, hypertrichosis. However, um, that was later dismissed as well. Uh, 
by a, um, I'm sorry, Woodward we should mention in this article is someone who uh, actually studies, uh, that stupid plant scratching the window? Sorry, I know, guys. I remember. I was like, all uh, of a sudden remember. There's like a, a vine growing up the side of my house, so it like messes, it taps on the window and it's like, Every every week it gets me. I'm like, what is that outside the window? Um, Come to my window. That's a great song, too. Um, Also, another thing that people uh, thought could be possible originators of a werewolf myth were people that had Down syndrome. Um, People that possibly had rabies that were, you know, foaming at the mouth, gashing their teeth, different things like that. because we're because uh you would bite people or animals bite people when they have rabies so that could be one way of since rabies is transmittable that could be a that is always deemed a way to transmit to become a werewolf is if you bite or scratch somebody um literally like zombie transference right exactly so however the idea that lycanthropy could be transmitted in this way is not a part of the original myths and legends it only appears in relatively recent beliefs um, that it's more of a disease like rabies. That's that's been something that's uh, that wasn't always a part of the mythos. The way it's passed by bites or scratches always was, but that lycanthropy being an actual like blood transmittable transmittable disease, that's something that could be like a newer type of folklore. Um, but it's also met with the main con- content of being a delusion, uh, just an acute, uh, more so an acute psychosis rather oh it's a cute psychosis it's a cute little one um like i said and i could totally i could totally believe that uh it's a mental disorder oh yeah so um all right i guess we're gonna get into movies real quick did we ever figure out which which was the very first one from when i watched No, maybe it wasn't a movie. Maybe it was a book or something. Because remember when we watched that lore, that episode on lore? Okay. The first thing it mentions was something in 1913. Oh, okay. But I, I it, maybe it I wasn't a movie. Re- I remember what that was. That was an actual, that was a story. Was it a book uh, or a story? It was a story. Because it, it does um, say the first feature film to use a werewolf was werewolf of london in 1935 right so uh, so now what you're thinking of that story from lore so that was actually pretty interesting so that was actually about uh that was a story that supposedly happened to saint patrick where he, that's right okay he um okay literally fought off werewolves like people actually, oh, okay. he saw people change. Into that was the actual roles. story they told. Yeah, that was the gotcha. actual story. Yeah, my um, bad. The show Lore, guys, if you've never seen it, it's amazing. It's really good. Uh, it was one of the episodes in the first season. You can watch the show on Amazon Prime. Um, but yeah, one of the very first movies it looks like Werewolves was of uh, London. Werewolf of London. That was in 1935. You so know that what? was an actual. Uh, anthropomorphic werewolf so i think you actually saw it uh like morph into a werewolf as best as the well you know what i saw effects could do i saw a werewolf with a chinese menu in his hands (laughs) walking through the streets of soho in the rain 
He was looking for a place called Lee Ho Fuchs. Gonna get a big dish of beef chow mein. Uh, ooh. <laughs> You're like, that's about, as, that's about as much as I can do. Oh, no, I have to do my favorite part. I saw a werewolf drinking a pina colada at Trader, pina colada yeah, at Trader, Trader Vicks. Vicks. That's a great... And his <laughs> hair was perfect. <laughs> that, <laughs> that part is my... I, it doesn't matter wherever I am, if I haven't sang the song at all. That, that, that always has to happen. <laughs> oh my gosh, you know what? I never real... Okay, so the 1935... Werewolf of London, I've never seen. Um, the lead actor, his name was Henry Hull. And so apparently the, that one, the 1935 one, no, I've never, I actually didn't even know about this. I, I, I always attributed the very first one to being the 1940 Lon Chaney Jr., the Wolfman. The Wolfman. That was always, that was the Universal Pictures Wolfman. That was the one that was the most commercially successful it did you know people knew more about that one than werewolf of london and werewolf of london which i didn't know this one actually doesn't go into really any of the mythology uh regarding lycanthropy it says that it drew on a balkan tale of a plant associated with lycanthropy there was literally no work to draw up on uh there was no reference of silver or any other aspects of of werewolf lore um, it really wasn't great. <laughs> well, it <laughs> like was made in 1935, right? I mean, like I'm not trying to like give it because it's it's the time. Well, it but says it really that it's the wasn't. the main werewolf of this film is a dapper London scientist who retains some of his style and most of his human features after his transformation. I think they just kind of make him look like they just kind of put hair in certain places. He looks a little he bit more like Bigfoot than he does. <laughs> than he does Wolfman. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Lon Chaney Jr. in the 1941 Wolfman, the makeup looked a lot like somebody, like I said, with hypertrichosis. Um, and this was one of the first times, too, where you actually saw a real change, like when Lon Chaney Jr. would actually change into the Wolfman. Like you would see the hair grow and just like the stop motion animation that they used back in 41 and uh, the the makeup effects. Um you know, and Lon Chaney Jr., of course, I mean, you know, him, his father, Universal Monsters, like, we owe them a debt of gratitude to all of that. Hell yeah, we do. Uh, so ones that I watched this week that, um, actually, I had no idea they were both made in the same year, but um, An American Werewolf in London and The Howling both came out in 1981. Uh, American, An American Werewolf in London, so I totally forgot how how funny it was. There were parts of it that were hysterical. Um, but I will say this, compared to The Howling... Now, the one thing that I really did like about The Howling was I I liked the storyline. I liked how they were just actual shapeshifters, and it was like a cult of shapeshifters. Um, and they used the the silver bullet uh, theory, uh, lore history... Um, but not so much the full moon thing. And that's more like what an American werewolf in London did. But see, I kind of like, and I almost forgot this. I liked how they used like a little village and they tried to keep it a secret in this little village and these like Americans were passing through. So it almost kind of made me think of, uh, what was it? That, that modern remake of 
Leprechaun that we watched. Remember when we did the Leprechaun series? There was the one that was the sci-fi one that actually really wasn't that bad. Origins? I think that was it. It was Leprechaun Origins. And that the was one that the one had, that... The uh, one that didn't have the funny guy. Right. The actual Leprechaun. They were like actual Leprechauns. And, uh... But how that one kind of kept it, there were Americans passing through and it yeah. was this Irish folklore that they wanted to keep deep within this town. They didn't want, you know, they wanted to just appease these leprechauns to, and just, you know, fuck these tourists. We don't care. We just want to keep our town protected. And they did a lot of that in American Werewolf in London where it was just this little town and they, I love how the name of the bar was the slaughtering lamb too. I thought that was fucking perfect. Um, but they just wanted to keep it within this little town. And, uh, but they really relied more so on the full moon thing. Um, but that was the one that also mentioned, you know, the guy was attacked, his friend was killed, but that, you know, later on when the doctor goes to the town, he's one of the ones that brings up, uh, lycanthropy i don't know if he actually says lycanthropy but talks to the nurse about how this guy could possibly think that he actually is a werewolf and that he's going out and attacking and killing people uh because but that's that scene where he actually changes into the wolf is absolutely terrifying uh when he's walking through the streets when he's in piccadilly square and i mean they make it look it looks real. Yeah. Like, it looks... I mean, for 1981 special effects, give it up to fucking Rick Baker, man. I mean, that guy... Fucking Rick a, Baker. Fuck, Rick Can Baker. we talk about Rick Baker for a fucking second? So, Rick Baker... <laughs> so, Rick Baker. ...is one Baker. of the greatest special effects ar- uh, artists... Ever. ...creators of, of all time. Um, ever, ever, ever. If you guys get a chance, listen to the podcast episode that he did with Joe Rogan. It's amazing hearing him talk about all the stuff that he's worked on. Joe Rogan famously has the cast model in his studio of the wolf from American Werewolf in London that we got to see a version of in that amazing wax museum that we went to in Salem, Massachusetts. People have to go to this. It's amazing. Um, I mean, his career literally has spanned from he his first professional job he was an assistant for the exorcist that was his very first professional job he, he was literally the creature designer in mighty for, joe young yep i love mighty the, joe young make he did all of the work for american werewolf in london he later worked with michael or i'm sorry with john landis again to create the werewolf creature that michael jackson transformed into in thriller he worked on Harry and the Hendersons, which is one of my all-time favorite movies from my childhood. Hey, he uh, did, Mighty he Joe on, Young. That, he worked on um, Cursed, which uh, is a Catherine. good one. It's a good one, y'all, y'all out there making fun of Cursed. I so love he Cursed. Has a, he has a soft spot for werewolves. He apparently. does. Um, but yeah, I mean, hey, he did the first one that everybody knows. And Wolf is another one that a lot of people, I think this is probably one of the most critically acclaimed ones. This came out in 1994. It was more of a romantic thriller. It starred uh, Jack Nicholson, Michelle Pfeiffer, James Spader, Christopher Plumer, Richard Jenkins. I mean, David Pied Pierce. It literally had an all-star cast of people. Uh, The movie is two hours long. I haven't seen it in years, but it has that iconic scene of... uh, Jack Nicholson pissing all over the bathroom floor right in front. Oh I think God. right in front of James Spader. So he's basically like claiming his territory. Like as he's becoming this wolf, he starts taking on more of these animalistic like 
qualities. And again, this is another one of those movies where it's an actual wolf. There's not, uh, you know, I appreciated American Werewolf in London. I appreciated movies like The Howling where they have the effects where they're almost like humanoid wolves. But when they change into actual wolves, I actually kind of like this more. And that's like what happened better. in the in the movie uh, Wolf, which is actually really good. And uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's sexy in it, but Michelle Pfeiffer's sexy in anything. So I'm kind of biased. Um, but yeah, you're Rick Baker's be, you're amazing. Michelle Pfeiffer biased. Kind of have to be. Um, yeah, Rick Baker's amazing. Rick Baker actually worked on The Howling, too. I think he was a consultant. Um, even though I will say the one transformation that is fucking terrifying in The Howling is the scene where the reporter is in that office room and she's looking through the file cabinet and she, all of a sudden she gets to this page and the wolf goes, eh. No. <laughs> and she looks no. up. And he's like, no. And you're like, what the fuck? And then, uh, oh, no. No, not that one. It's when the guy, I'm sorry. So she gets killed. That's terrifying. But it's when uh, D. Wallace's character shows up and the guy changes into the wolf. Like, the change is terrifying. Like, the end result is kind of like me. But the change is really scary because uh, it it's... It's like he's wanting it to happen. Like, in American Werewolf in London, this guy does not want this to happen. That full moon happens, and he is in excruciating pain as his, like... And you hear his bones snapping, and you hear the... You see his hands, and it you're just like... It really feels and he's like a screaming, very euphoric and he's screaming. experience. Very euphoric. But he's screaming, help me, he doesn't want this to happen to him. Whereas in The Howling... This guy is evil. He wants this to happen. He's making this happen. It's terrifying. She's standing there in complete and total shock. She is like, what the fuck am I looking? I mean, she's terrified, but she's in shock. Um, and then I they also use the... Uh, now, American Wolf in London didn't use any of this. They were able to shoot him with regular bullets, and they killed him. Now, in The Howling, they used silver bullets. They also used Wolfsbane. Mm. So... That was two things. Wolfsbane is an actual, I don't know where it got the name from. I mean, it's an actual plant. I don't know how it, I'm trying to, I'm just curious of how it became known as having anything to do with wolves for some reason. Um, I'm not even going to try to say what its actual scientific name is. I want you uh, to say. I'm just like, no. Um, we're not about to do that. <laughs> just like, oh, apparently it's highly poisonous. So maybe that's part of where it came from. Who knows? I have no idea. Um, there was also uh, oh silver. God, that word. Silver bullet was another one. That was another classic wolf movie. You don't see that wolf much, though. Like, it busts through the window, and you're like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> what the fuck is that? Um, I have to say, I think that the most graphically, gra like, legit graphic transformation I have ever seen is in the first season of Hemlock Grove. Which is the only season of Hemlock Grove that matters. But there's a, a transformation scene. Um... Where the wolf is literally coming out of this man's skin. Like, what what happens is, is he opens his mouth, and it starts coming out of his mouth, and the skin is peeling back, 
as it's coming out of his mouth. That happened in something else, too. I think that was the howling, wasn't it? No. No? No, because he actually changes into it. It was something else, too. I just haven't seen howling uh, in a long time. Hemlock, Gro- Hemlock Grove got that from something else, yeah. but I've seen that before, and but that it's is so fucked up. Graphic. Oh, no, 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 wait, now, now, in this one, now, no, they got the same, now, does an actual wolf come out of his mouth, or is it like a werewolf? Because now, in the movie I'm thinking of, and I wish I could fuck, I know people are probably screaming right now, <laughs> it's, uh, it's like an actual wolf comes out of the guy's mouth. From like, what I can remember, it was a wolf. fucking terrifying. Oh my, it is the, oh, the one I'm thinking of, it's not Hemlock Grove, but the one I'm thinking of is, oh my God. It actually made me gag. It's awful. Because I was like, there's nothing beautiful about this transformation. Like You're seeing like skin ripping. Like the, I was like, there's like, you know, the slimy looking shit going all over the place. And that's the most, that is absolutely the most graphic change I have ever seen. Now let's go back to talking about Cursed, because Cursed gets a lot of shit, and listen, y'all, I love that movie, okay? I actually really liked Cursed. Okay! Also, I did watch that movie Blood and Chocolate last night, and um, it was a little bit too romancy for me. But all in all... It's really, it's it's lovey-dovey, but... The parts where they actually transform into the wolves make the whole movie worth it because it's it's such a beautiful they do it in such a beautiful way that's kind of more of what i wanted you to see is yeah. like the actual morphing into and the story's cute wolves it's is cute amazing i know you got movies like um but that's why i wanted to mention too that a lot of folklore came from france and that's where we got you know Lugaru from and that yes. is a real big focal point in the movie that I had never seen a, a take on before as far as uh the werewolf legend. I hadn't seen many movies specifically about uh Lugaru or even mentioning the Lugaru. And of course, you know, you have movies like Late Phases, which I don't know. Have you seen that movie? Have you watched Late Phases? No. It's uh, it's 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 I'm like is it a, did it, did it, did it? it's just it's it's you ever try to describe a movie and you're like it's um ginger snaps good lord ginger not, snaps bitches snaps. i think it's probably one of the best actually it's ones my fa- i think that's my favorite werewolf movie is ginger snaps i like the take on it for women because yeah. it's very specific in what was it she said when she was like I just want to, what was it she said? I just want to something and have sex like a normal person or something like that. Something like that. Cause she was like in so much pain and it was so shitty. And well, I mean the whole movie was basically, it was, you know, coming on your period, becoming right. a woman, like change your body, literally changing. But she um, literally just wanted to go through puberty like a normal person. Yeah. And she's having to go through puberty as a fucking werewolf. It's like, oh, this is, this is great. This is exactly what I asked for. I want to give a special shout out to the movie Were, W-E-R. I found it because I went through an A.J. Cook phase, which if you guys don't know who that is, that's J.J. from Criminal Minds. And if you don't know who that is, then Godspeed. But, um. I never saw Weir. I also never the the remake of Wolfman. Eh, it's all right. 
Uh, but it is actually set in France. Where is actually set in uh, France. Ooh, nice. And it's an American female attorney defends a murder suspect who has a brutish appearance and a deadly secret. Yeah, he's a werewolf. <laughs> but it's actually, it's very, very good. It's I, like spoiler, but no spoiler. I mean, the movie's called Horror. Obviously, you know he's, you know gonna, he's a you werewolf. You know he's going to be a goddamn werewolf. <laughs> Come on, people. Come on. Oh, I'm sorry. I fucked that up, too. Uh, Silver Bullet has Corey Haim. R.I.P. Corey Haim. Sorry. Not Corey Feldman. My apologies. There's only uh, 7,000 werewolf movies. But I mean, so... they were the Corys. So I'm sorry if I got... The, the Corys. I'm sorry if I got one of them wrong. Uh, but yeah, I liked that one. But literally, there are 7,000 werewolf movies. If there I had to narrow it so down... many werewolf movies. I'll narrow it down to my top three favorites. Also, An American Werewolf in Paris is yeah. terrible. That movie... That's why no one talks about that one. <laughs> I'm sorry I even mentioned it. No one, because they're like, ooh, an American Werewolf in London, mm, and American Werewolf in Paris is, no. My dad just found out that movie was an actual thing, and I was like, please, for the love of everything that is holy, don't ever watch it. Just don't. So I'll give give my top three favorite uh, werewolf movies. My first is, it has to be Ginger Snaps. I just, I love Ginger Snaps so much. Um, my second would probably have to be Lord Jesus, this is terrible. Um, my second one would probably have to be an American Werewolf in London, to be honest with you. It would probably have to be that one. And then my third would be cursed. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Look, it happens. Uh Okay, so mine my third one is going to be a very unpopular opinion, but I don't care. Um, my third is a very unpopular opinion. My first one is, <laughs> it's got to be American Werewolf in London. Because it just, it's it's funny, it's uh, it's funny, and it's kind of got a bit of a love story, but it's also got the horror and literally one of the best transformation scenes ever. Um, number two for me would be Ginger Snaps. And I think that just because... <laughs> We're just switched. The movie just has a special place for me. Um, and uh, number three is uh, Underworld 2. Okay, listen. The Underworld movies, they hide. <laughs> they hide. I mean, I mean, I'm sorry. How many times have I actually... How many times? I did not mean to say how many times. But the sequel, though, because the sequel gives you the backstory... I and like the sequel better than I the first I like the one. love story between the two. Yeah. Like, explaining how uh, werewolves were basically enslaved by vampires and, and an enslaved werewolf falls in love with a vampire and she just so happens to be like the, the princess and she dies. Her own father sacrifices her and he just decides to flip out and the werewolves just fucking rebel and take over. And, uh, dude, I know it's CGI, but their transformations are fucking Pretty lit. dope. Like, so, I mean, and yeah, I said lit. Fuck you. I don't um, feel like that's an unpopular opinion, they, though, because the Underworld movies, I wasn't meaning that they're, like, personally, they're okay for me. But those movies are actually pretty dope. I mean, they, they get, they don't, they don't. Bloodlines. I mean, they Well, just, you gotta, it's, every, every series has its I shit. I mean... <laughs> you know, I mean, they, when they fall off, 
hate every you know what though you're right every series when they except you for know, scream every series has its shit oh i take that back i'm sorry it was the third one apologies it's a uh, rise of the lichens was the third one that told the backstory so sorry. Um, Everyone's so mad at you right now. I know. You're so angry. <laughs> Everyone's like so mad. Like there weren't 50,000 Underworlds. Um, there were. <laughs> yeah, there the first really three, but then the last three, the only thing that was enjoyable was just seeing Kate Beckinsale in that suit. I mean, Kate Beckinsale's hot. <laughs> like, fuck you. The Underworld movies may not be golden, but Kate Beckinsale. But Kate Beckinsale. <laughs> Anyway, um, <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. How many times have I watched a horror movie because they're attractive women? I mean, uh, the plot doesn't necessarily have to be great. Cast it right and I'll watch it. <laughs> Same. Just saying. And then if the plot is great, then great. It's a special. This is a special day. I also, I don't know, unpopular opinion. I don't, could you technically, I don't know if you could technically <laughs> rate, rate Little Red Riding Hood. And like, I know they made it into a movie, but like with that, that's not a werewolf. It's not a werewolf movie. Not a, it's actually a wolf wolf. I mean, it's a wolf. It's not a werewolf movie. Because it doesn't, it's not a person. It's yeah. A, it's actual wolf. Yeah. I didn't like that. I'm sorry. They had it listed under. I've seen that movie werewolves. and I remember. I remember parts of it. It's like vaguely there. It's, Same. It's when I Those went through my movies. Amanda Seyfried fr- fa- f- phrase. Amanda Seyfried phase where I watched everything she was in and God bless that that happened because I found Jennifer's body and oh my God, I'm so glad I found that film. I mean, it's pretty amazing. Especially because all of a sudden right now it's getting a bunch of attention and I'm like, um, I love Jennifer's body since the moment I saw it years I mean, ago. I hate Megan Fox, but... I love that movie. And it's not for Megan Fox. <laughs> Everyone's like drooling over Megan Fox and I'm like, I'm into needy. Dude, Amanda the seafood. whole movie, and it is Amanda Seafood, the whole movie, through the trees, <laughs> I will find you. God, that damn <laughs> I'm still here, breathing now. I'm still. I'm sorry. This song is so bad. But you know, if you heard somebody in a crowd, just fucking. If you started singing that in a crowd, and someone started singing it with you, look, go find them. Look immediately, <laughs> immediately, because it'll happen. And they're a very special person. That will be a very special person. And you want to know why? You'll want to seek them out and you'll want to be their friend. Yes. If you're... Because that means they'll know. One of my friends literally found her friend because they went out to just hang out for the first time. I think they met online. And when they were hungry, she looked at her and she went, food. And she came back with, yeah. Food. And I was like, see, that was a friendship built on Twister. <laughs> it happens. Tornadic friendship. Tornadic friendship. Tornadic is a word, I think. It probably. I think it I is. believe you. <laughs> I buy it. I'm like, it's a word, confidently, and then I'm like, I think. <laughs> You're like, it's a word. I think. <laughs> it's a word, damn it. Janet. 
And I'm over here just like, I believe you. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I totally, I totally fucking buy it. All right. I think that's, I think that's. Yeah. Cause I'm like, I don't have any more. There are so many other werewolf movies. Guys. I'm not going to sit here and name look, all these damn movies. I am not. We, we talked about the big ones. I do want to give a quick shout out in case my dad ever listens to this, uh, to when Teen Wolf used to ter- terrify me when I was like four. Is that the movie that series Tyler J- Posey is in? I did not watch that one. I am referring to the Michael J. Fox film, ma'am. Oh. I don't know what you're talking about. That nonsense. <laughs> talking about the show no i know what show here because it was on mtv i never fucking watched it um i didn't either <laughs> i was not about that life. i watched the michael j fox film the sequel had jason bateman but uh the original after twilight it was just when he would morph into the wolf that scared the shit out of me when i was i was yeah. four and i was four girl it was like that horrible ass bigfoot movie that scared you when you were little i was, I was 12 so i mean you know, and we I was all, still scared. We all go through things, but I was we all we all go through. Things. I was literally four, and my dad said like that scene would come up, and I would run and hide. Like I was t- through the. T- <laughs> <laughs> he was like Teen Wolf and Freddy Krueger, and I'm like, first of all, Freddy Krueger scared every four year old, so that's like that's no, normal. that's completely normal. And look, anybody transforming into a wolf, whether it's Marty McFly or not, is fucking terrifying. Okay, you're a fucking four-year-old, damn it! That was scary. And I knew him even before, because I watched. I don't think I had seen Back to the Future yet, and I remembered. I grew up watching. Uh, oh my god! It wasn't Growing Pains. Um, when he was Alex P. Keaton. Um. I values. Can, was it family values? I can. Uh, I can hear the. Oh no, no, damn it! I can hear the fucking theme song in my head. Family ties. Okay. Family I was ties. like, it's family something. Close. <laughs> I was um, there. I was. I was there. Close. Uh, yeah, but there's. There have literally been fifty thousand werewolf movies. That's guys. not an exaggeration either. At all. Also, you if you want to go see the Bigfoot movie that scared me, I think it's on Prime. It's called Abominable. You're welcome. It's fucking terrible. Uh, the so effects are terrible. I watched it, <sighs> and I was like, what? <laughs> she was like, this scared you? And I was but like, it was the your, first, in first your of defense, all, you had never watched horror movies before. I had before. never seen anything like that, and I was 12. And we lived by the woods. So I was like sleeping with all my lights on because I'm like, Bigfoot gonna come get me. Oh, Lottie coming. <laughs> yeah, I think any Bigfoot movie that I would have seen. Uh... I was also scared of a movie called Bigfoot. I don't know if you've seen that one, but it was about these people. I remember bits and pieces of this one. It was one of these people who went out to the woods and they were doing something. And I just, I very specifically remember a scene where this girl's stomach was eaten out. And she was still alive. Okay, that sounds terrifying. She was still alive, but her she was laying in the bunk of a tree and her whole stomach was bit out. And then it pulled her in. That's the part that scared me. And then right after that was the Abominable movie. And my mom's screaming at my dad to turn it off because I'm like literally heaving. <laughs> so, but guess what my dad does? 
He turns it to Raiders of the Lost Ark. Guess what scene fucking scared the shit out of me? When they opened the goddamn okay, Ark you know of the what, Covenant. Though, that scene is terrifying. <laughs> and they all turn into skeletons and their fucking faces start melting off. That scene is terrifying. My mom went to bed with me that night because I was like, <laughs> I'm so, I was so traumatized. She literally went to bed with me that night and stayed with me until I was asleep. You literally had too much that night. It was too much. You had fucking Bigfoot and then motherfuckers' faces <laughs> melting off from the Ark of the Covenant and shit. I mean, you know, they were Nazis, though. So Apparently, though, a good... few years later, something hit me like a truck that was like, we need to revisit that. <laughs> we need to watch this shit again. You're going to start liking it. And now I've seen all the Saw movies and I don't even flinch. Oh. What, the Bigfoot one or the Ark of the Covenant you watched again? What? Okay. So I was at my grandma's. Ark of the Covenant's a great fucking That's movie, a great by the movie. way. That's like one of my um, in, favorite Indiana Jones. When I was at my grandma's one day, that movie was, Abominable was on TV. Regular TV. And I was like 17, I think. Yeah. I'm really- and I flipped it over and I was like, no. This isn't, and I started watching it. Mind you, this is after I had seen a few horror movies, so I was getting used to the genre. And um, I watched it, and I just went, I was scared of this. Like, this is god-awful. <laughs> what happened to me the first time I watched uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, like the first time I actually sat down and watched it, and I was like, <laughs> you realize it's greatness when you get older at four and i was terrified at four i was terrified at 14 i was like through the, the trees <laughs> everyone's gonna hate us <laughs> because we've done this on like three episodes now where the song gets in our heads we're gonna have to get a shirt we're gonna have to make a shirt oh, sorry. that says "Through the Trees," the, just through the trees, uh, and on the back like, it says "I will find you." If you know, you know. All right, I got nothing else. All right, guys. So we have a big surprise for next week. Um, we had the lovely, 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 lovely Ashley from Dark Matter Studios reached out to me and contacted me about a movie that is coming out this year and to have the director and producer on the podcast and we did and uh so next week our episode is a very special episode with mr hank pretorius and llewellyn grief who is the director and producer of a movie called the unfamiliar that will be coming out this month in the U.S. on August 21st. And next week, uh, we will be releasing the interview that we had with both of them. They're very incredible men. Very, very, very kind. Um, view horror movies the same way we do. And it's it's pretty, it's pretty dope. Uh, we had such a blast with them. So we cannot wait. Number one, we can't wait to see this movie. And number two, we can't wait for you guys to hear this episode. Because it was dope. It was very, very dope getting to do this with the with these guys. Yeah, and shout out to uh, Don't Go Out There podcast. I am so sorry. I totally forgot to mention you guys um, when we recorded it. Uh, we're releasing it next week, but when we recorded it, I forgot to mention you guys. 
and uh, I wouldn't have known about it if not for you guys. And uh, I immediately started following them on Instagram, and then they followed me back, and then I watched the trailer umpteenth billion times. So right. to find out that they we were able to get in contact with them and do a podcast with them was absolutely amazing. And thank you again so, so, so much. You guys, it was, it's, uh, you know, we've done a few interviews already and I hate to say like, this one's my favorite or this one's my favorite or this one's my favorite. Cause we've had some great ones, but this one, I, this one I think is up there. This one is in my top. It's at least in my top three for now. Cause we got some, Surprises coming. <laughs> oh, we have surprises coming. coming. We got some real surprises for y'all. Woo. So like for now, these guys are like right up there in my top three. And again, like Casper said, it was really ref- refreshing to not only talk to um, two people that are in a industry that are doing a genre that we love, but also that uh, love it in a lot of the same ways that we do. And just love film in the same ways that we do. You know, the the deeper meanings, the deeper perspectives. And uh, this movie sounds deep. And I I'm living am for it. so excited. It's just... Like, we've actually crossed off the date that it's coming out because I'm coming over after work and we're watching it. Oh, yeah. Like, we're... It, it's that serious. <laughs> yeah, so. because, you know, it's... it's it it tackles a lot of different things that so many people are aware of are dealing with themselves are dealing with in their families or dealing with in their relationships and uh not only that um one thing that I really loved about this interview is that to hear from two filmmakers say that they wanted something original was a breath of fresh air especially in the horror genre because I want original films. Um, that's, that's, I think if you ask the most diehard horror fan, we want original horror ideas. We want new things. We want the genre to thrive. We want it to keep going, but we want new ideas. We want new things. We don't want any more remakes. We want, we want Say it again new- for the people with the back. We want new things. You're going to see the same tropes. You're going to see the same tropes. You're going to see different movies in the same genres, but just refreshing things. Just just something new. It's one of the reasons why we loved Await Further Instructions so much. Because it was so different. And I know it's a holiday movie, but... for. For anybody that's still in quarantine right now, that would be a great film to watch on Netflix if you haven't seen it yet. (laughs) It's a great movie. It's a really great movie. So, guys, that's next week's, and we're absolutely stoked. We're absolutely stoked to bring that one to you guys. And uh, like we said, there's a bunch of big surprises. Oh, my God. So Yeah, so. We went through, like, a dry (laughs) spell, and then all of a sudden everything's hitting, and we're like, oh, my God. (laughs) But it's fucking great, and it's amazing. Yeah, we're happy. We're, We're very humbled and excited. So, guys, a word from our small sayer. <laughs> or a donkey. Sorry. Calm your body down. So, hey, guys. Uh, she she left and came back. Yeah, I That's did. That's what happened. For a minute. Um, 
So on the recording that will be coming out next week, I had mentioned about a new product. Um, there's a bit of a delay. I'm waiting for some supplies to come in. So it has not yet been posted on the Etsy. So I'm sorry if by the time you guys listen to next week episodes, it's still not posted. I don't know if you guys know what's going on with the postal service right now, but just please be kind. Please buy stamps. Please don't get mad at small businesses if there's issues with tracking and shipping and different things like that. There's a whole lot of stuff going on. So we're doing the best. So I'm ordering supplies in, but I still plan on making the uh, tattoo ointment that I told you guys about. It's going to be a really great product that I'm going to be really proud of. And uh, we're just, it's some delays. So if you guys listen to next week's and it's still not out yet, my apologies. But one thing that I did announce next week that I wanted to say here is that um, I am going to be bringing the pumpkin spice bath bombs out early. So in two weeks instead of the end of this month. Um, and then another thing that I didn't mention that I really am proud of, I wanted to tell you guys about if you guys didn't know about this. So um, as always here at Don't Fuck With The Original and with my company and with myself, um, you know, Black Lives Matter, all Black Lives Matter. They will always matter. Black lives still matter forever and always. And if Say you guys want to the people in the back, they do. So if you guys <laughs> um, want to support black owned businesses, there is a really great directory called the Lulu list. It's L-U-L-U. Lulu list. Um, they are on Instagram. Um, you can find them at the Lulu underscore list. They're the largest, fastest growing black owned business directory. Um, Calm Your Body Down is on this list. So if there's anything from, <laughs> You're on the you know, list. yes, I am. So like oh God, literally so cool. anything <laughs> you guys are looking for as far as uh, home improvement, uh, dog walkers, uh, literally anything, anything, any type of business or home improvement or product or any or you know hairdress whatever whatever you may be looking for but you want to specifically look for black owned businesses in that check out the lulu list they're great and calm your body down is on there i was really proud of that um i'm fucking proud of that damn so yeah guys uh go over there check them out um keep checking back uh on the uh, Instagram page for all the updates and uh, Etsy is in the link on the Instagram page to buy everything. Um, biggest update that's basically happened is that all of the body creams are now listed under one category. So any scent that you want is all under one right on the Etsy shop at see your BD on Instagram. And uh, thank you for being patient with the tattoo ointment guys, but I promise at least by the end of the month, it will be out. In two weeks, look for the pumpkin spice bath bombs. And thanks again. Calm your body down. Okay, guys, if you want to follow us on our social media, we have Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All that don't fuck with the original. Make sure to spell it out with apostrophe or you will not find us. If you want to have any questions or concerns or just want to say, hey, please feel free to email us at dfwto8493 at gmail.com. You can find us and subscribe or follow us on uh, Podbean, CastBox, Podcast Player, Podcast Addicts, and Spotify.
And make sure you do that because, like I said, besides next week, we got all kinds of surprises for you. <laughs> not the Rona. No, it's not the Rona. Not the Rona. No, it's I'm totally still I'm Rona. still recovering from that laugh. Damn. Damn. It. Okay, Janet, guys. What's nope. the- Damn it. Janet. <laughs> Let's do the time warp again.